everybody, to another edition of the Rob the Genius Podcast. We are well into December. It is almost Christmas time. We got, as of you listening to this, we got basically a week. So if you haven't done all your shopping, oh boy. But anyway, um, got a bunch of stuff to kick around this week. We got some, I got a little rant about the angry MAGA people who, who have been coming to Washington. You know, I got to go on for them for a bit. Uh, got some Tom Cruise news. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> I know the rhyming is cringeworthy, but yes, I got a, a, a Tom Cruise story. Got some football stuff. Because we win again. Yay! And uh, what else we got? Oh, yes. Uh, I will speak for a few minutes on Hillary Duff and the Lizzie McGuire reboot, revival thing not happening. And that is, yes, that is a topic that is totally out of left field for me on this show. But the news of it happening kind of caught my eye because it kind of falls into the area that I've talked about before about, you know, dealing with kids entertainment as we get older. It it falls into that category. So I'm going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I believe that is it. Well, who knows? Pay attention, keep watching, keep listening, and maybe there's something there I didn't mention. But anyway, uh, we're going to get this thing rolling. The music you heard leading us in was none other than Keith Sweat. And that was a special request by my man, uh, Don't Step to Run. He is, that's his Twitter handle. And he is a longtime supporter of the show. And I would dare say he is the show's number one fan. And so he made a little music request. So I thought I would grant that for him this week. So we're going to have Keith Sweat now. That goes back. Keith Sweat goes back to high school for me. Like high school and college. And he was part of the whole New Jack Swing. You know. Genre. Subgenre. Whatever you want to call it. Right. I mean. So there's some history there. Keith. play him and you know over the next few weeks not every week but the next few weeks I'm going to sprinkle in some R&B stuff because I haven't really dug into that too much Uh, I did uh, (coughs) Mary J. Blige and a few months ago and Janet Jackson kind of falls in that category although I mean she's also you know a pop artist also so I'm gonna, you know, dig some more into that. Dig into that some because I haven't really gone that far into that. And there, you know, there's some definitely some groups I want to highlight. Um, I guess number one on my list probably uh, New Edition. So you know, I have them in a couple of weeks, and I will have a lot to say about them. <coughs> but anyway, Keith Sweat is the man for this week. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you get re-familiar with it. Those of you who have played some of his stuff and haven't heard it in a while 
There's some children running around here. You might have some children who were <laughs> helped along the way <laughs> by Keith Sweat. <laughs> or depending on how old you are, you might be a child who, uh, who Keith Sweat helped, <laughs> provided an assist coming into this world. snow fell down out of here first time I think all year another rhyme <laughs> we got some snow and that sound you may have heard was snow falling off the top of the car but looks like this won't be around too long temperature is going to get back up a little bit but might have some more next week too but so we'll see maybe a white Christmas be nice. But anyway, we're going to get into the show here. Let's get this thing rolling. And Keith's going to hit you again, and then we're going to get into the into the rundown for this week. Be right back. Six and seven now in first place all by ourselves. And then look, I'm not saying we and our because they're winning, okay? I say we and our win or lose. 16 and 0, 0 and 16. It's we and our, alright? Just to me, I've been a fan for 30 some years, 38 years actually. Alright, sat through all the ups and downs over that time. So, if 
by force of habit, I say we and our, I think it's perfectly fine. All right, I'm not going to get into that with you. I know people, some people are real kind of sticklers and nerdy about that kind of stuff. I'm not. Because, listen, um, when I became a sports fan, people just said it, and it wasn't a big deal. So I'm going to keep saying we and our. Okay? So we are six and seven. We are in first place. All by ourselves. And we have three more games to lock it up. And by lock it up, I mean lock up the division championship. Now, we only got one game lead on the Giants. The Giants swept us. So, we can't afford to be in a tie with them. We have to beat them. Record-wise, we have to beat them outright. Because they got the tiebreaker. Because they swept us. So, got three games left. Got the Seahawks, which is probably a loss. We got the Eagles. And there's one more I forget. And I think the Eagles is winnable, definitely. Um, well, depends, because I'm going to say it's winnable. I won't call it a win, but it is winnable. And who else, who else, who else, who else, who else? Um, who else have we not played? I forget. We played the Cardinals, played the C O M no. Played Cardinals, played the Rams, played the 49ers, played the Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers, played all of them. Um yeah, so there are a couple of division games. Oh or it's a NFC opponent, I forget who it is, but if I remember correctly, it is one that I would put on the winnable list, so, that being said, that being said, it looks like 8-8 eight eight is definitely a possibility, wouldn't chalk it up, you know, Possibility. Really hoping we don't crap out and go six or ten. <laughs> that would really suck. But eight and eight is something I think. Is, eight and eight is within range. Eight and eight is doable. And hopefully that will be enough to win us the division. Now look, I got no illusions about playoffs. Okay, getting the playoffs. They're gonna host the playoff game, and you know they get like the Seahawks. In the opening round, they're gonna get smoked. All right, I know that. Okay. However, however, we celebrate the victories. We will celebrate any further victories this season, and and we will, if we do win the division, we will celebrate the division title here. All right, and no. You know, you don't get too happy about it. Not, I mean, we got three Super Bowl championships, right? So, you know. But, I'm firm with you here. You celebrate your victories, no matter how big or small. 
So, to get the division title, I'm going to celebrate it. And having many more wins to get the season, you're going to celebrate them. And I'm already happy that they didn't tank for Trevor. Okay. Because, well, to be perfectly honest, they didn't have the talent to tank for Trevor. And what I mean by that is you have to have a completely crappy team like the Jets. Who like to totally devoid of talent. Alright, that's the only way you can tank for Trevor. Because you can't actually tank. Alright. What you have to do is you have to field the team that's so lousy that they lose all the time. Alright, if you have any if you have any competitive level of talent on your team, they are not gonna go out there and lose. So if you wanna tank for Trevor or tank for whoever, then you are going to have to field a really crappy team and I'm not here for that. I'm glad we didn't do that. Because that sucks. Alright, I'm glad we put together the best team we possibly could. I'm glad they went out there and played their asses off. Alright, all season. And that's what you should want for your team no matter what the sport is. Alright, I, I talked about that a bunch last week. I will just say it again. Okay, you cannot compete hard enough. You cannot fight to win hard enough. Well, you can, but uh, I mean, you can't fight too hard to win. As for the rest of the league, um, look, I think it's the Chiefs' title to win until somebody beats them in the playoffs. Which I know it's a Captain Obvious kind of thing, but. I'm just saying, you can't right now, predicting somebody to beat them is a joke. It's not going to happen. Patrick Mahomes is too damn good. And having watched them now live a few times, oh boy. Yeah. And, yeah, I think Buffalo can give them a run. Well, they're, look, their teams are compete with them in a game you know and go out competitively but I mean just somebody just walk in there and just straight up beat them don't see it happening just don't Mahomes is too damn good but we don't care about that right now <laughs> we care that Washington is in first place and we're gonna enjoy that we're gonna celebrate it for as long as it lasts and after the break, I'm going to do a little baseball here because uh, I think with the Cleveland Indians going on, I want to talk about it. So I'll be right back. All right. Uh, going to get into a little black people conversation here. <laughs> that doesn't mean that if you're white, you can't listen. I <laughs> mean, you can. I'm not telling you to, to skip ahead or whatever, right? I mean, you're more than welcome to listen and get some insight. <laughs> into how things some things are in the lives of African Americans in the United States might even help you a little bit who knows but anyway um, this 
<laughs> this is a really funny story. It just is. Because, I don't know, there's, there's some... I don't know where it originated. It, it's just some... I don't know if it's like a tinfoil hat thing. or I, I don't know where this came from. <clears throat> but, allegedly, supposedly, on December 21st, All of us black people are supposed to get superpowers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean this is funny, right? I don't know where this came from. I don't know who, but um, I started seeing. I think the first mention I saw of it was a couple of weeks ago. And look, it, I mean, it's nobody's taking this seriously. We're just making jokes about it, okay? But it's just funny. It's funny because I don't know. It it, it it showed up. It started getting passed around, and then you know, there's another thing that's kind of a coincidence that uh, on that same day, the two planets are supposed to like you can have a big enough telescope. I guess two of the planets, the further out, look like are going to look like they merged together. Right, so that's some type of confirmation of what's coming. <laughs> right? I mean, this, this is funny. It just is. Right, I mean... Again, I don't know where this came from. Alright, I don't know. It's just, it's funny. It really is. And... <clears throat> it's something to have a good time with. Right, now, as far as, you know, what... What superpowers would I want? Who? I don't know. I mean, I think about powers that, you know, superheroes have. Flying would be cool. Um, super strength would be cool. Um, super speed. Yeah. No, that stuff would all be cool. Um, some type of invulnerability, sure. I mean, super smart, super or super intelligence. Well, I don't need that because I already have it. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, if I had to pick something, I mean, like that, I would make be able to make use of in the real world here. Um, I don't know. You know, teleportation. Being able just to get to wherever I want to go. Uh, I mean, well, during these pandemic times, uh, vulnerability or immunity to disease would come in real handy. Now as far as like stuff like, you know, mind reading, nah, I don't really need to know what all y'all are thinking. Same thing, x-ray vision, I don't need to see everything. 
I, I don't don't need to see everything. I don't need to, to know everything. I don't need to hear everything. So nah, you can keep those. Um, if I had to, you know what? Okay, if I had to pick something, I'd say immunity from temperature, meaning that <clears throat> basically I can go outside in any weather not feel too cold, not feel too hot, right, now I'd want to, I'd want to be able to sense that it's, that it is, you know, hot or cold outside, but, you know, I, being able to go for a walk or run or whatever in a dead of winter would be nice, without being deterred by the temp, you know, by it being so damn cold. Um, same thing when during the summer when it's a day on hot. I mean, it, it would just it would be nice to be able to do that, right? Or you know, go you know, sledding or snowboarding or something, and right? Or go to the beach whenever you want, no matter how hot it is. Right? I mean, that would be cool. If I could pick something... Yeah, I'll do that. Because, look, then... <clears throat> if I had to go into the office in the dead of winter... Wouldn't feel so bad to walk from the subway. Right? Uh, that's something nice. Yeah, so that'd be something nice and practical. I know it's kind of boring. But still. I mean, something that I would make use of... But, you know, like, again, again, the story is just funny. Like, I don't know where it came from. Or who came up with this crazy idea that somehow we're going to <coughs> evolve like we're, like, Pokemon or something. <laughs> oh, man. The crazy stuff is on the Internet. But, you know what? Uh, during what's been a really rough year, really bad year for a lot of folks, it's nice to have something to just to, to, to laugh and joke about. Like, so here's the superpowers. Um, you know, what I take a drug to get like superpowers. Oh, like was that compound V from the boys? Right? I uh, no. You know, or you know, super soldier serum like Captain America. I, I want to get my superpowers the old-fashioned way or the right way. You know, get hit by a meteor or be in a science lab somewhere and get zapped by some radioactive something or other. Right? Because, I mean, real, real men get their superpowers by accident, not on purpose. <laughs> no, man, I just... It, it'd be fun. To have some type of extraordinary ability. And it, like I said, it's just it's a funny story. You know, I and who knows? I mean December twenty first not here yet. 
Yeah, by the time I do the next episode, maybe, maybe, maybe I will have the ability to do something I didn't have this week. <laughs> if that's true, um, y'all will be the first to know. <laughs> but anyway, all right, that's enough of that. Um, so I definitely have, I already have the ability to ramble on forever and ever. So rather than do that, uh, we will move along here. So I'll be right back after this. So since I was talking about churches and blah, 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 okay, I'm going to run off 30 seconds here so that I can get enough space to drop the beginning of this segment. ago I was talking about churches and taxing churches and how churches are doing things in communities and such. So what came to mind was, well I'm sorry, another story on that front that came to my attention this week was that of uh, Mackenzie Scott. If you're wondering who Mackenzie Scott is, Mackenzie Scott was used to be married to Jeff Bezos, the man who owns Amazon. Now, Mackenzie is in the news because she gave away $4 billion. $4 billion, whether it be billion dollars, to various charitable organizations and things. And amongst those were several HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. 
and as a black man, thank you. <laughs> Look, even though I did not go to an HBCU, I went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Not an HBCU. But that she chose to give money to those institutions is very big and important because a lot of those schools, like Morgan State was one of them. Um, that's the biggest name one, but there were a bunch of other ones don't have like superhuman endowments, right? I mean, they're not Harvard, they're not Yale or whatever, right? They're not sitting on like decades and decades worth of money. They badly need donations. You know, a lot of their graduates, while there are some rich and famous people who have graduated from those places, they're a lot more kind of regular white-collar career kind of folks from there who do not have millions and millions of dollars to just give away to their alma mater. So they need the money. Yeah, I'm glad she chose them, people who can actually use it. You know, instead of giving it to Harvard. Right, because listen, that money... You know, giving that money to Morgan State or to a smaller place even. You know, we're talking about, you know, updating facilities. Look, some of these places need their facilities updated to meet, to be, you know, to meet 2010 standards, not 2020 even. Right? And that costs a lot of money, money they don't have. So giving places like that money is going to go, going to do a whole lot more giving 30 million dollars to Harvard so they can just stack it on the pile with all the other billions and billions of dollars they already have so thank you McKenzie now of course this begs the question you know wouldn't it be better for us to get that money by taxing people like her at a much higher rate instead of hoping and sitting back and hoping and praying for her to you know decide to give it away one day well yeah but that's not the world we live in and to get to a point where we're gonna overhaul the tax overhaul I'm sorry the tax code on that level you're talking several election cycles. You're talking, you know, keeping the White House for the foreseeable future. And you're talking overturning a large number of seats in the House and Senate. And not just ones where the state is blue already, but they have a more conservative senator than the populace but also we're talking about states that are red and where you have to really go in and do some work to beat an incumbent who has been running for years on the premise that you know taxation is theft right there are people who believe that 
So we're talking decades before you can make the kind of elect, you know, headway in both houses of Congress while holding on to the White House. And I might add, changing the makeup of the court system. So you're talking a decades-long project to do that to get the kind of tax code in place where you know Mackenzie Scott won't have four billion dollars just sitting there you know waiting for her to do something with so until you know until we can do that then this is where we are where we're hoping for people to be benevolent enough with their riches to do stuff that we aren't through government and you hope just that more of them will put money where it'll go to better use and this is an example of that so I wanted to highlight that and just in general you know for you and I even right if if we come into any kind of money that we can afford just give away better to give it where it will be put to use immediately and where it can actually, you know, mobilize some people. Better to do that than to put it somewhere where it's just going to get, you know, put on top of the already existing pile of, you know, generational wealth. <clears throat> stuff too heavy and I promise again that next time I won't do the politics stuff too heavy but it's important for me to, to get some of this stuff out I gotta say here because alright well the electoral college met and they voted Joe Biden has officially won the Electoral College. 
but that hasn't stopped the bullshit. Okay, I mean, there are still, like, people on the Republican side who are not just taking the ill. Right, I mean, Tommy Tuberville, who just got elected senator in Alabama, saying that he will support a challenge to the Electoral College. And this was after Mitch McConnell was on a call with all the Republicans in the Senate and said, please don't do that. You know, there are, you know, spokespeople for President Trump who are still saying, you know, we'll see what happens in the inauguration. And, you know, Trump himself sent out one of those goofy emails, you know, or invitations to, you know, the inauguration at Mar-a-Lago, his, you know, country club slash home, you know, and you know, they assured, and in the invitation they assured that, you know, they are not going to leave, you know, but by force or something like that, something ridiculous, right, and then now one of these, um, right-wing news outlets, I think it's a way in, I think, has come out and said that they still do not recognize Joe Biden as the president-elect, and they will not do that until January 6th, which is when, like, the final, like, certification or whatever takes place in Congress. And, like, these... Yeah, look, I mean... It's easy to say that, well, okay, these folks are running the game, right? They're just doing this for attention, or in Trump's case, to you know, scam people out of money, blah, blah, blah. But there are folks who believe this stuff, right? And you know, Trump himself, I'm betting, is still hoping against hope. That somehow, some way, you know, people who are aligned with him will f- figure out a way to throw the election to him. Right? Because, you know, they first, I mean, com- complain about the mail in voting, they filed all these lawsuits. Which, which I think they won one lawsuit out of 60 and that didn't overturn anything um, so they I mean they've, they've challenged the mail-in ballots they've challenged the counting procedures they you know they challenged everything at every imaginable level they tried to get things thrown out in four states right then the state of Texas filed a suit to try and get the election thrown out in four states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, like Arizona and Michigan or something like that, right? So I mean, they have tried everything. Then he went out there and he, you know, pleaded to a bunch of state legislator people to you know, do what they could to get the electoral college for their states either delayed or 
flipped or something and that didn't work you know they um, tried the what they call faithless elector strategy where you hope that people who are voting in the electoral college will get there and decide not to cast their vote for the person they're supposed to cast it for they tried that that didn't work um, and then a few states have done this thing where they quote unquote where the Republicans in the state quote unquote chose their own electors as if that I mean basically the Republican parties in the state met and they they created their own slate of electors for the electoral college and they're going to quote unquote send them to Washington even though I mean it doesn't count right I mean They've done all these things, and their last hope is now when it gets to Congress. So yeah, because so the, the challenges have all failed because there's nothing really to challenge. And even though his spokespeople are going on TV every day yelling about fraud and this and that and the other, when they actually get to court, they drop all of those claims because they don't have anything. All right, and you know that that's kind of a legal strategy. That's a legal strategy people do do when they don't have anything. Like they they yell really loud in the media that we're taking this to court, and then when they actually get to court, they drop all their claims because they don't have anything, and they're not going to say that stuff under oath. That's not true because they don't want to go to jail. So now we're at the point where he is hoping, he and his supporters are hoping that when the final certification goes in front of Congress, that some Republican senators will jump up and challenge it, and it will somehow get it overturned. Okay, this is unprecedented. Like, nobody's ever done this who's lost an election. Every other election loser has conceded and taking the L. You know, nine times out of ten, they concede the same night. All right. Now, in this case, you know, it's fine for him to wait a few days because, yeah, I mean, the final count because of the mail-in voting, which I might add, he is responsible for taking so long because his po- you know, he deliberately gummed up the post office. But fine, okay, it's going to take a few extra days to get the mail-in voting counted. Uh, you want to wait a few days to concede until the count is actually against you? Yes, fine. But after that, you know what? You take the L, brother. Like everyone has before you. But no, he's got to, you know, he filed all these court cases. And, they, and again, they don't have any merit because they yell a bunch of stuff on TV and then they get in front of the judge and they, they back down. You know, they tried to take stuff to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court basically laughed at them. You know. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm running through all this stuff because, you know, last weekend, you had to get another, you know, basically, you know, MAGA march on Washington. And these folks are 
they just know that the election was stolen. They keep saying it. You've got Republicans in Congress saying it. And these MAGA folks are getting violent now. That you know they tore down a bunch of Black Lives Matter flags and burned them. They were getting in fights with people last weekend. Some of these folks are really ready to take up arms. Right? I mean, some folks. There, there was, you know, threats called in to Michigan, where the electors were doing the electoral college vote. They had to close all the state house buildings because of these folks. All right. Like, this is not funny. Like, these folks are just, they're acting on, they're being lied to, but, you know, they've been lied to for five years, and they've been told that, you know, the deep state is lying to them, the Democrats are lying to them, the media is lying to them, right? And now, now... This election hasn't gone their way. They're being told that, like, people who are Republicans are lying to them. They've been told that, you know, the, the Secretary of State and the Governor of Georgia have been lying to them, right? Even though, like, both of those guys are on record saying they had voted for Trump and they were disappointed that he lost. But now because they wouldn't play along and they wouldn't, you know, again, just throw the election to Trump, you know, now they're part of the deep state. Right now, the Supreme Court, which has six Republican appointees, and three of those six were appointed by Trump, and they refused to take the case from Texas trying to throw out the election. And now they're part of the deep state. I mean, so basically, we got a situation here where anybody who doesn't bow down and go along with what Trump wants is part of it. Now they're part of the deep state. They're part of the, you know fake news and all of this stuff and now you got these people out here who are angry and riled up and hurt because they just knew their man was going to win they knew that you know they just knew that there was no way you know that you know Donald Trump the man's man you know was going to lose to Sleepy Joe right they just knew that and now it's you know reality is there in front of them and they can't accept it so they are just running to any and every excuse possible and they are being lied to by the folks who are supposed to be the adults in the room right I mean senators and congressmen and women are supposed to be you know the wise leaders right um the president of the United States is supposed to be an adult about this stuff, right? I mean, and yet all of these folks are acting like basically crybabies, right? And it's funny because these are the people who five years have been running around saying "f your feelings" and calling people snowflakes and you know beta cucks and all this stuff, and now now that reality has finally and now that reality is here and it's not going their way, they're acting like spoiled children. And in doing so, have empowered a bunch of people to consider violence. And a lot of these folks are people who already had, you know, racist, sexist, homophobic kind of tendencies, right? Xenophobic tendencies, right? And now 
you fueled them with anger with a bunch of lies about the election being stolen. And you're fanning these flames higher and higher. And we don't know where it's going to end up. So these, look, these are kind of these are scary times, to be honest, because people who are supposed to be our leaders, many of them have basically incited people to be violent. So we're going to have to stay vigilant. And, you know, shame on anybody who supported this, right? Particularly if you supported it twice. Right, I mean, just, you know, the way human nature works and all. And because we have a two-party system and all that stuff, um, you almost have to kind of live with the fact that people voted for him the first time. But after four years of his nonsense, to come back and say, yeah, I want more. Nah. That's on you, brother. Sister. (laughs) Okay. It is. And now, whatever comes out of this, you know, if these wackos start storming state houses and what have you, with guns, that's on you too. It really is. You know, you're going to have to eat some of that blame. Anyway, that's enough of that for this week. Um, let's move on, shall we? Be right back. actually a subject that doesn't really get too high on my radar because and that is um, Lizzie McGuire like the uh, there's a remake or reboot or whatever on Disney Plus and it got 
they, they decided not to go through with it. Now, by the, now, look, I'm too old to have watched that show when it was on. I did not watch that show when it was on. But it was kind of the predecessor to, you know, Hannah Montana, which I also did not watch <laughs> when it was on because I was way too old for that. Um, but they were supposed to be doing some type of, you know, revival, reboot, re-whatever, Disney Plus. They were putting it together and they could not come to an agreement on what to do. And that's because uh, Hillary Duff, who was the star of the show back then, wanted to do basically an updated version that deals with the character as an adult and, you know, an adult world, all that kind of stuff. And Disney wanted to go back and just redo the kids' show. And I guess, you know, Hillary Duff would have starred in it still. And I guess, I, I don't know, I mean, she'd be older, obviously. But they wanted to make a to make a kids version. They wanted they wanted to make another kids show, basically. And she didn't want to do that, you know, because she's an adult and she wants to do an adult kind of show. And I think her take was also that you know the people who the kids who were fans of that show are older now. Also, they are adults also. So if you're going to go for if, if the point of the you know, reboot, whatever, is to kind of get, well, I think, all right, these reboots and revivals and, you know, sequel series and all this stuff, I mean, usually the intent is to get the people who watched the original to come back and, you know, watch where these characters are later. Right, I mean, that's Cobra Kai, right? Cobra Kai is for people my age who grew up watching the Karate Kid movies. Right, so we're older. And because it's for us, you know, the main characters are the guys from the movies. And they're older also, so they're playing themselves at an older age. Right? And that's what they went for. Um, you know, the Save by the Bell thing that just started up again has the characters from the original series as adults. Same thing. Right, I mean... So... That's usually how it works. In this case, Disney wanted to do a kid's show. And Hillary Duff did not. So where we are, where where they are, is that they reached an impasse and they weren't able to come to an agreement. So it was off. And I guess you know I just found it interesting because you know like all, you know the stuff I'm into for entertainment is very much the stuff I was into as a kid, right? Star Wars, pro wrestling, superheroes video games, right, and there is an ongoing kind of struggle in all of those areas 
over whether or not to keep reaching for people like in my age group or to go after the kids. You know, if you want, you now, and it's a struggle because, like a lot of the fans my age are very vocal about stuff and are very vocal about wanting things that are catered to them because, you know, we've been here all along, we've been loyal all along, we've spent all this money on this stuff, et cetera, et cetera. We're the ones that have the disposable income now as opposed to kids that don't have any money. So you should cater to us. You know, the argument for catering to the kids is that you got to think about the future, number one. And also, you know, the kids don't have any money, but their parents have money. Right? And that, you know, that is as right of a play as going for adults who have their own money. But, the, you know, the, the point is that, you know, keeping me around will get you money for another well knock on wood 40 years if I'm lucky maybe longer um but getting a kid hooked getting a you know a 12 year old kid hooked gets you money for another 80 years maybe or 70 years right it's just Basically, the money they got from the money they've gotten from me since I was 12 years old, right? I mean, they've spent that money already. So you know, I, you know, I don't get a prize <laughs> for having spent a bunch of money on their stuff 20 years ago. That money's gone, right? So this is as a question going forward: Do you hope? Do you bank on 40 years out of me, or 70 years out of the next generation? And a lot of people in my age group don't like that. We don't want to accept that. Um, we want to be catered to. We think the stuff should be for us. And that's why you see people, you know, clamoring for R-rated superhero movies, right? That's why, you know, wrestling fan circles, you want, you see some people who are very mad when wrestling companies do sillier, kind of cartoonish kid kind of stuff right um, you know you see the same thing with video games and you know I have lamented many times on this show about the lack of a serious you know musical promotion apparatus for rappers in my age group and above right um, so in this case I mean you know, this is what happened, you know, and Disney decided that, you know, Disney is all in for the kids. Right? I mean, even though, I mean, I mean, they have film divisions that make more adult-oriented movies and such, but Disney, as a brand, is for the kids. I mean... So if they got a pick, that's just where they're going. Now, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll reach an agreement and come back. 
maybe not. And you know, I mean, like when you when you hit your kind of late twenties and you hit your thirties, you're kind of at that point where you're you're straight up not a kid anymore in any fashion, and it is common to want to do more quote unquote adult or mature kind of things. Right, which is why a lot of times people, well, it used to be you would age out of this stuff. You would, you know, you'd age out of superheroes. You would age out of video games. You would age out of things like Star Wars and pro wrestling and all that. Right, and but what happened is in this period in time we didn't age out. Right, a lot of us stuck around, and we, and we, and, you know, I mentioned this before. We stuck around because. You know, the movies got better. You know, the video games got better. Um, you know, in pro wrestling, the, the wrestlers became better athletes. And there's more women's wrestling, right? I mean, there are just kind of things that are better about it that, than they were when, when we were kids. Right? I mean... You know, so a lot of people who, in the, you know, in the 1950s and 1960s would have aged out, moved on, 1970s even, or the 80s for that matter, would have aged out and moved on and gotten into more adult things, stuck around. So, yeah, we kind of do want stuff that's for us, like the people who, the ones who, you know, the, the, the audience that never left, right? We do, we do want some stuff for us. And in some cases, the artists who never left or the artists who got older want to be able to do that. Right? I mean, I do not blame Hillary Duff for not wanting to make a kid's show. She did a kid's show already. She's an adult now. And she wants to, you know, do things that reflect on her life and experience as an adult. You know, she's not at that age yet where you just kind of say screw it if this stuff's for kids then we'll make it for kids right I mean which is then you know I'm kind of at that space now where you know I look George Lucas said Star Wars is a bunch of movies for 12 year olds right um I've made peace with that and I watch them stuff because I like it I made peace with you know Pro wrestling just is not going to pass a certain threshold of maturity or, you know, deep storytelling or whatever, right? And it's just, you know, and look, I mean, there are people I see on Twitter every day who who struggle very mightily with that, right? And I've, I've accepted it, right? I've accepted that, you know, I don't. I never really needed R-rated superhero movies anyway, but I mean, I don't need a mature themed superhero movie. I'm I've accepted that you know they want to make as much money as they can, and to do that, they need to get whole families into the theater. And as long as you know, and the ones they make are mature enough, you know, they're fine. Um, but for me. Look, I would rather 
just you know what I'm happier doing those things than I would ever be watching Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or Mad Men right I I tried watching Mad Men it was I, it was you know I mean it was a well done show and all but I found it kind of boring right and you know same thing with stuff like Sopranos and all I mean you know I tried a few episodes here that just didn't work for me you know I'd rather watch superheroes. So, yeah, I just, there's a bit of accepting you have to do if you're going to stick with that stuff when you hit 35 and 40 and 45 years old. And, you know, I've said this before, right? You know, now with music, on the other hand, I did age out of, you know, quote-unquote kids' music, right? I listen to the stuff I grew up with, and I listen to, you know, as far as newer artists, I listen, you know, I will try artists who make stuff that sounds like what I grew up with. But I'm not listening to current rap music, the stuff that's made for today's teenagers and all, it just doesn't work for me. And I'm not gonna, you know, yell about you know, why don't y'all rap like Rock M? I'm not gonna do that. But in this case, um Oh well, I don't know what other stuff Hillary Duff is working on. Um I mean it kinda sucks that what is probably her most well known character is that she's not gonna get to do it in a way that fits who she is now. I mean, it kind of sucks for her. Um, it'd be nice if they could figure out a way to do that. Maybe they will. But that's just... That's part of getting older. That, you know, the things that you did as a child, that you watched, listened to, read, whatever, I mean, they made them for kids back then, they're going to keep making them for kids now. So you just have to decide whether... Um, you know, either you gotta, you know, go find a way to go back to the kid in you and enjoy that stuff for what it is, or you're gonna have to move on. Or maybe find a way to create your own. It, it, it kind of gets what you need from it. Just interesting, interesting times. But uh, we'll see what happens on that front. And after this, um, got some crazy Tom Cruise stuff to talk about. So be right back. Out of my car, I chased you till I was out of breath. 
Sweat that you hear in the background. That is Gary Clark Jr., who uh, I think I'll highlight him next week. But this week was indeed Keith Sweat. But um, the last thing I wanted to get to this week was this uh, Tom Cruise story. <laughs> so listen, um, what happened is that. Well, Tom Cruise is on set filming Mission Impossible 7. Which, it's insane that they've gotten to the 7th movie, but... The first three, which ranged from pretty good to so-so, you know, made money. Enough to get to a fourth one. And then the fourth one was like a total, like franchise reboot almost uh, that was Ghost Protocol it was excellent it was, it was the best one they had made up to that point mm-hmm. then you got, um, after Ghost Protocol came Rogue Nation which was also very good and then came Fallout which was excellent so I mean it's rare that you get three you know the first three installments are just okay and then the next three are all excellent that, that rarely happens but it did so now we they are making Mission Impossible 7 <clears throat> they're on set and they had to stop production back in October because they had like a dozen COVID cases so they're up and running again now and Tom saw some people on set who were not social distancing so he went off on them and there's audio I don't have it here but there's audio I mean he was F-bombing people and just uh, he just blew up at them and you know I've seen kind of a bit of a well I won't say debate but some people have different takes on it um you know some people are <coughs> just flat out against berating people in a workplace setting or at all some people were all for it and some people got issue with the whole thing because it's Tom Cruise and you know Tom Cruise and Scientology and he's in all types of weird stuff and what have you so where do I stand on all this well for me it's real simple 
They got shut down once because of COVID. All right. This movie shoot is employing a lot of people. People who otherwise would not be working because of the pandemic. Um, getting this movie out. In, whether it's in theaters or go straight to video next year is going to make some money for people not just you know the studio heads or whatever right they're trying to get this thing finished and you got people who are not children mind you but who are grown as adults who are not going by the rules here alright and like I said they already got shut down once they get shut down again. I mean, well, it's December already. They get shut down again. It may not be till who knows when they'll get started back up. And also, I mean, you know, um, you don't want COVID getting spread around the set, and you don't want well, you just don't, and then you don't want things to get shut down again. Right, and there are people on that set. I mean, look, Tom Cruise will be fine, right? And they can cancel the whole movie; he'll be fine, right? Um, you know, the other major cast members are all working actors and actresses; they will all be fine, right? But you know, the people on the lower end of the cast, and you know, the crew members, I mean, the director will be fine too, right? But you know, the crew members need this work you know whether it's the cameraman or the guy gals holding the boom mic or you know the caterers all these folks right they all need this gig so unfortunately well they live in the United States they live in a country which gave people $1,200 and and you know they put a little bit on their unemployment and that's about to run out so if you're not working, you know, and you and you live in the United States, then you're kind of screwed right now. So the other folks there on set really need the gig, and they really need the money. And whoever these individuals were, were risking messing it up for everybody else <clears throat> after they'd already been shut down once. So no, I do not blame... Tom for being pissed off. I do not blame him for laying them out. Again, these are adults. These are not children. Okay. If they were children, you say, okay, the kids, kids mess up. It happens. These are adults. Alright. And if you agree to go work this shoot, under these conditions, then you know what time it is. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, it's hard, and yeah, it sucks. But you took the gig, and it, look, it sucks that you probably need the gig badly, but you agreed to it. You agreed to work under those conditions. And if you're out here risking getting the whole thing shut down a second time, because, you know, you can't, you know, get your shit together, then you absolutely deserve to get, get yelled at. Hey look, you know, yelling at people, cursing people out, 
yeah, I mean, well, it's always borderline abusive behavior. And then, yeah, there are times where it absolutely is abusive behavior. Um, but, if, you know, I mean, under these circumstances, yeah, I mean, people will be pissed, <laughs> pissed at you. And look, Tom wasn't the only one pissed at them. There are other people there who were pissed at them and, you know, what didn't say anything. Because they don't have the standing to do that. So he's speaking for himself. He's speaking for everybody else. And as, you know, the star of the movie, as the person who is the head of this whole thing, you know, he is out here taking the bullets. That is the burden of being in charge. That when something like this happens, you got to get after somebody. You're the one that has to do it, and you're the one that has to take the risks of any backlash. So, that's part of holding that position. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. But I'm going to power through this segment. (laughs) So, look, I mean, can you choose different words? Sure. Right, but these dudes are being hard-headed they're being stupid and and if you don't have time to find somebody else then get in their ass okay and then find somebody else because <laughs> they're probably going to do it again now look 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 like I understand, you know, we're at a point in society where we're trying to be better and more enlightened about this stuff. But look, there's some people in life who need to get punched in the face and didn't. And there are people in life who need to get cussed out and didn't. And all the people who have to deal with them now are paying for that okay so now I would never advise or recommend to handle somebody that way but sometimes it's what needs to be done period end of story and look I am I'm an absolutist when this comes to COVID stuff if you can't get your act together if you are stupid then I'm all for chewing you out because, look, we got the vaccine popping now, right? We're almost there. We're almost to the finish line. Okay? All you got to do is keep it together for a few more months. So if you can't do that, no, you deserve to get chewed. <coughs> Excuse me, you deserve to get chewed out. All right? You do. If you're an adult, that is. Right, like I said, kids, kids are kids. Right, if you're an adult and you can't keep it together, you know, sorry. Look, I'm tired of COVID stuff, and everybody's tired of COVID. But until we all get vaccinated, until we stomp this thing out, then we still got to keep rolling like this. So, man up, woman up. And get through this. That's all there is to it. Not going to sympathy for me. You don't know how to act.
Employee, I was like yelling at me for going too long. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put a bow on this part of the show. <laughs> Alright, so. One more song. Then we will say goodbye for the week. Be right back. for this week so look I mean I've seen some people not, not happy about the Tom Cruise thing uh, I am when, look when it comes to COVID safety protocols I am firmly on team if your feelings nah that's all there is to it but anyway that's it for this week I'm not sure if I'm going to have a new show for you next week because next Friday is Christmas Day. Um, I do have some, if not, if I don't have a new version show of me talking, um, well, you know what? I probably will because, yeah, because I am because I don't record on Christmas Day, I record during the week. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I will have a new show next week for you. Why not? And Just for all of you out there, um, yeah, I've been saying be safe. It goes double for now because, well, there's no good time to get in an accident or anything, but this would be like the worst time to have something tragic happen to you out there. All right. Um, yes, look, and look, my rule still stands about staying home. Look, I know you got to get out there and do a little Christmas shopping, or you have been already, but, you know, don't go, still, don't go anywhere you don't have to. Seriously, don't. And when you do have to go out, you have to go Christmas shopping or whatever, again, be safe as you possibly can, take every precaution, you know, stay out of places that aren't safe. All that good stuff. Because look, um, at the end of the day, like I look, I, like I always tell y'all here, you know, take care of yourselves, yes, but we also gotta take care of each other. All right. I've said before, we weren't, you know, we weren't put here to be islands, right, or to just be out here for self, right? I mean. 
got people in our lives, right? Friends, coworkers, family, right? And even just strangers, right? I mean, we need to all take care of each other out here. That's what we need to do. So with that, so long for this week. And you know, I love you guys. I really do. All of you. So God bless you guys. Take care as you come down the home stretch towards Christmas Day. And God willing, you'll hear from me again on Christmas Day. Until then, God bless you guys. Again, love y'all. Till next week.